With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Confetti, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome in the PHNX Rising Podcast, baby. That's right. One more time. Oh, get, can I get another sip of that champagne right there? One more time. Here we go. Mm. That's right, baby. We're here. It's Tuesday. It's champs only. The cha- To quote John Cena, the champs are here. Let's go. It's shout out as well. Can I, give a, can I give a quick shout out? Max can't see this, but producer Damon just took a swig out of his champagne as well. And uh, stat lackey Reese has not got champagne because he's not old enough to drink that champagne. He does have an unnamed soft beverage, uh, which I will not name because no free ads. You're darn right, no free ads. Uh, but hey. But it's got bubbles in it, so that counts, oh. right? Uh, okay, sorry, that took me away. That took me a second. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, fantastic. Cool. Yes. Um, it is, it's, it's Victor Tuesday. We're feeling absolutely fantastic. Um, it's gonna be good. It's a good time, man. Listen, uh, you got back in. When did you get back in? Oh, no. Today uh, two in the morning. I got, I got yeah. home. Two in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'll happen. That'll happen. I, uh, I also did not go home because I was uh, already going to be taking a little uh, a little uh, PTO later in the week. Figured I'd just stay on the East Coast. Definitely not trying to avoid anything. Well, Max is trying to avoid getting a tattoo done. No, 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 no. Yeah, what, Max? Do we need to tell the people? What's that now? He won't want us to tell the people. Yeah, no, oh, no, 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 do not, do not. Tell <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no telling the people, no telling the people. Uh, no, but hey, it's uh, appreciate everyone joining us. It's gonna be a fun one here, as it always is. Um, man, there was so much that happened uh, this past. I mean, not just this past postseason or this past week, but even if we're just talking about like Sunday, and even really, if we're talking about the last like forty-eight hours, it was pretty bonkers, man. Like, I definitely am like. You know, still kind of trying to grab my head around things. Are you, how are you, have you processed everything pretty well? It's a weird one, isn't it? I think it's one of those ones where I kind of, I had this conversation with, with different people where it's like just processing the fact that they, they did it. Um, We've known this team for, for so long, so many years of just not quite having enough to get over the line, even when they're talented enough, even when the performances throughout the course of an entire season may be good enough, they haven't pulled it together when they needed it at the very end. And that's the complete opposite of what we saw from this team this year. They went on the road, they managed to get it done. And uh, look, it, it's, it's shock, right? I think everyone, look, even just someone else that I was texting earlier today saying that, you know, like, it just hits at random times. It's yeah. it, it's not like this permanent, oh, wow, Phoenix won the league and you just know it and you're feeling it constantly. It's like those random moments where it just kind of hits you of like the, oh, God, they did it. Yeah. 
They did it, man. They did it. They did it. And that is why we're oh. drinking this. Hey, man, when you drink, I drink. When I drink, you drink. Let's go. Oh, it's going to be a messy one for you then, Max. Oh, buddy. You think they don't I'm call him Max Lightweight <laughs> Simpson for nothing. All I'm saying is this. That I'm drinking a little bit of tea because my voice is a little shot, and you know we've uh, we've been had definitely have quite the stretch the last couple of days. Well, Max, if you hadn't yeah, spent the last few games screaming in my ear after every game, maybe your voice would be in better position. It's like I my regret. ears are struggling because of that. You know, I I should bill you for the hearing damage. What? <laughs> Got him. I regret absolutely nothing because this playoff run has been insane. I will continue to scream. And what I was going to say is this a little tea to help him recover. But let's just say there's not just tea in here. You know what I mean? There's mm. not just tea in there. What's not in there then, Max? Un unnamed, no free ads, but uh, liquor. Um, okay, but, but what kind of liquor are we talking? Yeah, a little bourbon. A little bourbon. Okay, there we go. See? Yeah. That's, that's not a free ad, right? It's a generic name. You just name. Okay. That's okay. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. A little champagne, champagne a little tea and bourbon. I got, I got a lot of a bottle here still. You really do. I might have to, might have to cre uh, fetch the, the craft of, uh, of champagne that we have. But hey, uh, today's show, Ryan, it's going to be a little bit of a, a different one than we normally do because... Well, guys, we don't really have a, a game, a match to preview, and there was a lot of good stuff that happened on Sunday. So what we're going to do is we're going to take you um, on tonight's episode, do a little bit of, <clears throat> dear gosh, see my voice is already already going again. Um, we're going to do a little bit of like breaking down this game in terms of, you know, looking at the things from like a 90-minute perspective, getting into extra time and PKs, kind of dissecting it down both from like a tactical perspective, but also just kind of like a, how the hell were our vibes and our mentals doing? Because I think that's incredibly important as well, because that was absolutely struggling for many parts of the match. We then got some other things interspersed in there, but I think it's gonna be a fun one, a bit of like reminiscing while it's still fresh in our minds. Uh, Chad, definitely gonna like want, you know, curious to hear everyone's thoughts with how you guys were feeling in these particular moments. So we definitely wanna make this interactive as we already do, but uh, man, let's get right into it, right? Um, when we look at the starting lineup, right? We've seen this team. They roll out this consistent lineup all throughout the playoffs. Saw the same thing going on within the starting 11 here. Um, initial thoughts on that, Owen. I know that when we were talking, it we were kind of like, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Jake, uh, Ty Guy Anderson echoed the same thing as well. All three of us were like, it seems like a good lineup to me. In retrospect, while it definitely wasn't perfect by any means, I still think that Juan Guerra got this one right. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to stick with what's working, right? I know people have been speaking about Emi Cuejo. Do you put him in? The answer is no. Um, yeah. oh, you've got to recognize the fact that there is a difference as well between players who perform in certain moments um, and more rounded sometimes players that are in your squad, right? I think that Emi Cuejo has some, some really important skills that make him an important part of this team. He's someone who, again, you look at him to come on late in the game, you know that he can be new, great nuisance value. You look at him as someone who can get out there and put some really powerful shots on frame. Um, but he's not someone who's going to necessarily give you that for 90 minutes because you can't certain things that these guys who what well, they can be very good at doing is something that can only really be done in short spurts and that's not a, a negative against them no one can do what they're able to do for a full 90 minutes um if they would then they wouldn't a they wouldn't be playing in this league and b 
I'm not sure there's that many players of that caliber anyway that it, that exists. It's a very small list. Um, but as you look at just the, the team overall, I, I don't see a reason necessarily to find fault with a, any of what was picked to start this game. No, certainly. And, and I think like if you even look at this, you know, throughout the playoffs from like a match by match perspective, I don't really think I didn't really, I, I can't really recall an overlapping like weak point or, Hey, this is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. And, and before even, before even going down that possible path, whether it would be the right decision or not to address a weak point, to do it in a final would definitely, whether for good, better or for worse, it would definitely shake up a lot of the chemistry that has been built through playoffs. So that's definitely an important point there. Um, but I think, again, kind of going now down, back down that path, I don't think there was a weak point where it was like, hey, there was a particular player that was playing very poorly. Maybe there are some guys that maybe weren't up to their full peak when they're firing on all cylinders. This is exactly what it looks like type of games that they have after the playoffs. But nothing to me that warranted hey, we really need to shake things up because I think when all was said and done, it really harkens back to this team was built off of a certain chemistry and guys in certain positions that throughout the playoffs, if they kept on getting it done, again, it's probably a more, I would say, regrettable decision to like try to try to shake things up, as some might call it, try to pep Guardiola in certain situations. Yeah, you don't want to overthink these moments, right? Overall, the key thing more than anything, even if this team... With before changes may have been losing games, they were never out of games. That's the key no. thing here. When that starting eleven, you knew when you put that starting eleven out there, if they're playing as well as they have done these last few weeks, what you're going to get out of them is a team that hangs in there, that gives you a chance when you get into those late stages of the game. You're able to bring fresher legs on. Look, we can talk about depth here, right? How many subs did Charleston Battery make over the entire... I mean, Rising made all six that they were entitled to do over the course of the oh, yeah. entire game. How many did Charleston Battery make? Can yeah. you name that off the top of your head, Max? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm trying to think. Give me a there guess. Were... Give me a guess, and I'll tell you if you're right. I think it was like three, no? It was three. They made three okay. changes from the kickoff until the end of extra time. Three was it not? I think it was, I think it was what two in one window, one in the other. I don't think they used all three window. I th I uh, Arturo came off. Arturo came off late. Um, and no, no, they did. Uh, I'm just double checking it now. Um, no, they used three separate windows, but it was also one of them was in a, uh, extra time. So got it, got it, got it. Yeah, they made three subs. If you can put a team out there that hangs in games, as Phoenix Rising did, right? Ch Charleston yeah. Battery, ultimately, did they lead for a lot of that? Yeah, of course they did. But at the end of the day, that first team were never going to leave you in a position when you were out of it, when you were more than one kick of the ball away from getting yourselves back level again. And that's critical because when Rising then make all those subs, when Rising have the ability to make changes, to kind of pull things together and, and just you know, run at some tired legs and and all kinds of things like that that we've seen them do so well in previous games. Now up against a Charleston team that isn't as deep as this, especially with guys like Fidel Barajas not available, it completely changes that dynamic later in a game and allows them to ultimately get it done to prolong this match, push it on into extra time. Yep. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. No, I think again got got the lineup right. It's just one of those things like you don't want to <clears throat> goodness gracious, you don't want to overcalculate and everything like that. Um, We'll now kind of dive a bit further into the match. It's actually, if we have a producer, Damon, if we can put up the the numbers again overall in this match, we're first going to dive into the 90 minutes, and then we'll kind of uh, get a bit further into everything else. Of course, and by the numbers presented by <clears throat> Desert Finan- our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. <clears throat> Goodness gracious, sorry, my voice is again, it's shot. Um, but yeah, if we're kind of taking a look at this right, again, this is over the course of uh, 90 minutes plus the extra time as well. Uh, yes, the XG is correct. Don't at me, bro. Um, it's 0.79 for Phoenix Ryzen, 1.32. Is it correct, again. Max? I mean, listen, according according to uh, according to Optiman, yeah. Listen, I, I just copy the numbers, man, and I do that. Uh, I've always done that. Uh, that Lucky Reese is shaking his head at me. Listen, buddy, that's at least what we recorded Sunday. It might have changed, but yeah, that's, they, that's at they least do what change these at. things. To be fair, but technically, you are you are wrong, Max. Oh, because it Max XG right. Simpson strikes once again. <laughs> eh, you know, I had to get one last in there. It's that, only a marginal a revision. Thing. Don't you worry about it. We're just giving yeah, you a hard marginal time. Marginal revision. That's not on me. They don't call me marginal revision of Simpson. But anyway, um, right. XG is there. Marginal revision is Simpson. Let's go. <laughs> I actually hated that I said that. Forget everything. Anyway, um, Phoenix Rising won the possession battle 58 to 42. They were outshot and they had less chances on goals. So that just kind of sets the stage to where we were at. <laughs> Fat kid, new ad sponsor. That's actually hilarious. Uh, no free ads there. Um, but yeah, so, okay, we took a look at the numbers, right? So then let's actually get into a bit of this match, right? And I think the thing that was really kind of interesting on our end was we're kind of watching it. And this is kind of the greater story for a lot of the first half. But it really seemed like this was a KG affair. Neither team really wanted to commit too much forward. It was very much like, hey, this is a championship match. For all we wanted to say about how Ryzen could take it to them and how Charleston could threaten in from behind and all that stuff, these two teams were kind of playing not to lose until something were to happen. And I think, to your, I know this is something you were monitoring, a lot of it was going to be depending on the referee play. And I think we saw 10 minutes in, Mo Triori, or 11 minutes, 11th minute, Mo Triori get that yellow card. I think we kind of thought this might open up the game a bit and Charleston maybe has a bit more inclination to attack down that side. Yeah, it makes sense. Look, I have no complaints about the Mo Triori yellow card. Um, sure. But I, I mean, at the same time, though, I, I will say this. It can be easy to say that, but to counteract that just one little bit, you also know that there's a broad inclination, especially in finals, against sending players off. Now, that's not a particular attack on anyone in particular, but look, competitions in general want these big games to end with 22 players on the field. They don't want uh, red cards unless they can help it. So by and large, you're not going to see the second yellow cards come out, right? It, it's worth noting we didn't see another yellow card for either team until the 72nd minute. Um, look, it, it's... I, I, I agree with you on the one thing. I mean, it's intriguing, right? Because I think with these two coaches, you have Ben Pierman, you have Juan Guerra. You kind of look at it and say sometimes a little bit that is this going to be a tactical battle? Is that what you're going to see? Is it going to come down to, mm-hmm. you know, the silly little tweaks and all the marginal yeah. little things that are going to create um, just the difference potentially between the sides? And I don't think it did. Um, sure. I think the problem with it in, in a lot of ways is that 
they both knew each other too well. And the final is not a time to experiment, really, unless you have to. Um, uh, experimentation is a kitchen sink tactic in a final. You don't do it if yep. you don't have to. So what we ended up seeing instead was more of an approach from both sides, I think, in kind of playing true to their style, but doing so in ways that limited uh risk to themselves did we see charleston break yes we did but did we see them necessarily break with as many numbers as maybe they would do otherwise if it weren't this kind of a game no because they were being cautious they they understand the threat that guys like danny trejo pose they understand the fact that you can't overcommit when you have a relatively slow back line um yeah. you can't put yourself in those positions where you're going to allow Phoenix Rising the opportunity to go the other way and find a goal. They didn't hugely overcommit in those moments, and that was critical for them in terms of not getting too far in there. I mean, look, um, there's a lot of things to see. A lot of people in the chat are really hitting on certain things, um, and we yeah, will also... We, we did get a, a, a super chat. Um, I think oh, we yeah, should address maybe. the super chat from Harry. Harry in San Antonio, we all know that 210 is better than 602. In your mind, actually, I think you'll find that you know, it just basic maths here. 602 is greater than 210. Got him. There we go. It's basic maths. However, congrats to the USL champs of 2023. Thank you, Harry, for the contribution. $20.23. Fitting for the year. Nice. Yeah. No, Harry, again, shout out. A San Antonio FC fan. That's uh, that's high praise right there. Good, sir. We do appreciate it, right? Um, okay. So, Mochara gets the yellow card in that 11th minute. And then as the this first half is going on, we see Danny Trejo. We thought the ride that that would might have been a very key chance. I mean, that was the really first clear-cut chance for either side in this match. Can't get it quite out of his feet. A late intervention from Charleston goes out for a corner. But that's really the main action that Phoenix Rising saw in this first half. And for a while, kind of thought that that's really was what all the first half was going to be. Alas, right. However, you know what? I will actually just to, just yes, to piggyback please. over that point there, just to worth noting on the stats side, Rising produced 0.03 xG in the first half. They had two shots, none on target. So yes, there was not enough there in terms yes. of chance creation in the first half. Rising, of course, being quite methodical in the way that they played. You had Charleston who were willing to not overcommit and so try and neutralize certain um, ways that Rising could produce some serious chances. And as a result, Rising didn't create a whole lot. It's an organized team. It can be difficult to kind of break them down in those moments. So, yes, they struggled in the first half to create chances. Yep, 100%. And, I mean, again, going back to that Danny Trejo uh, opportunity, chance or really that lack there was, doesn't count as a shot because, the, again, the guy kind of you know caught from, caught from him, intervention by the defender, so it wasn't even much of anything. But, yeah, again, that kind of brings us to 36-minute Phoenix Rising kind of just poor tracking back a bit too open, and you know uh, Charleston Battery put the the ball in the back of the back of the net. Thirty six minute, kind of unfortunate right before halftime because again that was really the best chance from either team. That was really you could call it one of the only chances from either team. And uh, yeah, man, I mean I know we kind of go into half one nil. Take me through how you were feeling with that because my first thing that I said to you is while that really like that's tough and you never want to see the team give up an early lead the one silver lining to this is you hope that now that they're chasing it it forces this team to get out of their side to side that we have seen at points of the season that we saw during the first half and now they have to push for it 
Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, I, I think what we said, right, and especially, right, consider the goal. It was one of those classic moments whereby they don't really follow the run outside. Um, he has far too much space, no pressure in terms of being able to whip that ball back in. They're not following the run coming in from behind, and so you've got a guy in too much space. Too much space in the penalty area, able to get a shot off. You, you kind of leave your goalkeeper out, you know, hang out to dry in that kind of a moment. But half-time, you get into that, that break, and look... I I don't know if I fully agree with you on the idea of certain things with it's going to force the game to open up in certain ways because I, I expect that Charleston, right, they're an organized, disciplined team. I'm expecting them to be willing to sit back, to be willing to play a disciplined style of defensive play. It's going to make things hard for Phoenix, even if they try and be more aggressive to break things down, to find ways to to break into those gaps, right? We've seen them again not being willing to overcommit in the first half. In the second half, you don't need to overcommit. You've already got a lead. Um, but from Phoenix Rising's perspective, as you get into the break, you say, look, this is a team that three games in the playoffs so far, they've been in this position. They've been trailing and they've had to come back and get a result from trailing, from a trailing position. Are you necessarily that concerned? We'd seen it a week prior, one nil at the break. We'd seen it. And they managed yeah. to come out. You know that this is a team that, again, we, we touched on this before in this show. This team has depth. This team has a lot of depth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even going back to you seeing Andrew's comment in the chat, this year's defense was outstanding, didn't allow Charleston to move the ball around much. I agree. Again, this was a very defensive struggle. It also, again, goes back to neither of the team, two teams really going too much after it. But, I mean, again, this is, I think we're just going to agree to disagree on this um, in the sense of, I, you know, we've seen how this team has come back when they're even down at the break. And I think that even throughout the playoffs, they've responded rather quickly for the most part. So I thought that, again, I'm not happy they're going into the break down 1-0. But I shudder to think what no what like no one scoring would have done in this match. I think it would have ended with a very different complexion. But alas, we go on. Uh, this team goes into the second half again. It kind of seemed a bit more of the same. There was a bit more opening up. Both teams had a bit more chances, albeit nothing incredibly crazy. We do see two uh, a pair of subs uh, in the 58th minute, right? Uh, Jose Andres Hernandez coming off, Darnell King coming off in their places, Renzo Zambrano and Erickson Gallardo, respectively. Um, nothing too surprising there on my end. Darnell King usually has been subbed out around this time, give or take, throughout the playoffs. Jose Andres Hernandez, um, yeah, I don't, you know, just, I think just wasn't, uh, just wasn't having the performance that I think, uh, you know, looking for him. He wasn't bad, but I just think it, he wasn't giving, um, in the sense, what I think they needed trailing at the time. Yeah, um, you know what, I'm going to... I mean, Renzo had played a decent role when he came on. Um, I use some stats that aren't necessarily going to be the most uh, you know, exciting when you see them in terms of what this team sure. is producing in the attack. But you look at the players who led Team Rising in final third entries of the course of the game. 11 for Alejandro Fuenmayor. He was top. Seven each yeah. for Motreore, John Stenberg, and Carlos Harvey. Then Renzo Zambrano had six. It's a big... Uh, Do you see wow. where a these are coming? A lot of the times the ball is getting forward, it's coming from those players near the back. Now, Renzo ranking as highly as he did, given that he did not start that game, I think is an important factor. I think Renzo did play a good role in there. I mean, just even more broadly, right? He's a guy who gives you another physical presence in the midfield, okay? We know that Carlos Harvey has the ability to turn things on. We know that Jose uh, Andres Hernandez was someone who also can be can be pretty important, but you also have to bear in mind that Jose, sometimes 
He has a very high passing accuracy, but why does he also have that? Because he's not always the most attacking inclined. Um, yep. Jose Anderson Andes is a good player, but often he will look to see if there's a safe option. And sometimes you need that, sometimes you don't. And in moments when you're chasing the games, you don't need that. Um, so the fact that he's got a 97% passing accuracy for the game is all well and good, but you've got to find how you're going to find those players in better positions as well. Um, yeah, I think that, that's something that's pretty critical in those moments. I mean, I, I, I think overall that just, look, those changes, I understand them. Um, I think Gallardo has been a lot better in the postseason than he has been in the regular season. A large part of that, again, is he's not having to play as many minutes. He's not starting. He's coming on against more tired defenses when he's yep. a very quick player. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're two subs that I understand. I'm I not going not gonna to argue against at all. Yep, hear you there. Um, seem to agree on the um, Jose Andres Hernandez sub. And then, okay, so then this, ma- this match keeps going on. This These events all are kind of happening around the same, like in, in a similar S time frame, not too, too far apart. So for, um, right, we got a pair of subs. Formella, Darius Formella coming off, Arteaga on. Again, logical, I've seen that throughout the playoffs. Panos Amarakas coming off in his place. Emi Cuejo, again, also I've seen that throughout the playoffs. Then this game kind of got a little bit of nuts. Uh, three yellow cards, again, within the span of about a minute. Uh, two from on Phoenix Rising, Carlos Harvey, who we can go back and forth on this. I know a lot of people in the chat have said that, you know, there's maybe a bit of surprise that Carlos Harvey was not set off this match. Fun Mayor had a yellow card. And then um, from Charleston as well, Roberto Avia. Um, right. Definitely kind of chaos there from that end. And then you also get, we're talking about it. I'm seeing the chat. Well, it's before, it. it happens before those yellow cards to be clear. Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about the penalty that was, and then wasn't. Uh, you know, we kind of saw the replay in stadium. I think on first look in live, I think it all happened rather quickly. And you're kind of like, okay, trailing leg, all that stuff. But you're kind of seeing, you know, okay, let's take a replay. Look at them over there. Once you saw the replay, Owen, what was your decision? I'm going to give you something now, which some people will like, some people won't. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, I'm going to give you something that no one's going to like. Um, <laughs> even your Charleston fans. By the letter of the law, here is what I see. By the letter. The player goes in with a trailing leg. So the the forward leg makes no contact with that ball. Okay? The contact with the ball occurs with a knee coming in from behind. The idea that you can call a challenge... I mean, here's the question, right? Is there any realistic reason why you'd expect that he's going in to play the ball like that and the answer to that is no he makes contact with the player with the one leg that's outstretched with his leading leg and he makes no real contact with the ball except with his trailing leg in that moment i i struggle to see a reason to not say it's careless and a careless challenge in that moment is a a foul, right? It's simple. If you tackle someone in a careless manner, it is a foul, which would be a penalty in this case. The powers that be do not want a penalty given for that, though. So as far as competition authorities, right? And this isn't like USL is trying to get us. This is pretty much every serious entity across the world doesn't really want a penalty, especially in a final 
given for that. To Sly's comment, are these USL laws? No, the laws of the game are universal, right? They're written by the IFAB, um, which is a body composed of uh, the English, Welsh, Scottish, and Northern Irish FAs and FIFA. So that the four FAs have one vote each and FIFA has four. Everything needs a three quarters majority to pass. Okay, every change in the laws is passed by them annually. Um, okay. He gets the ball, but not with the leg he's going for to Degali's point. So I, I can see an argument here that it's a careless challenge. I also don't expect that any competition authority wants that given. So if he doesn't give that penalty, no league, no assessor is going to say he got it wrong. Because yes. that's not... So, so, in their mind, it kind of gets to yeah. the what yeah. football expects kind of stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. can be nonsense, but the issue with this decision, it's seen by yes. the assistant referee who gives, yes. who, who says to him that yeah. it's not a penalty. I personally want to take at face value... Um, the idea that he's taken that legitimately from um, the assistant referee. I'm not going to argue that he hasn't because I, I can't pretend to know what people have or haven't seen. However, there is a serious issue when it comes to showing a slow motion replay several times in a stadium when on a big screen in the stadium when a decision is still in the process of being made in a league that gives the officials no recourse to go to video. The officials are not allowed to use that video, but you are putting it there in very plain sight. Whether AR1 and the, uh, the referee Elton Garcia at that moment can see it, I don't know. It would be an awkward angle for them. AR2 could definitely see it if AR2 was looking towards... Uh, the video screen at that point. And I think that it is quite frankly unacceptable on the part of USL that that was played in that stadium. Again, unfortunately, it comes down to the repeated issues we see, I think, in, in, across this whole week of poor organizational efforts from USL. Um, the fact this is a USL event, which is just hosted by Charleston, should actually be the way that they approach this week. Um, I, it's a very awkward one. It's a very awkward one. I, I don't personally have an issue with whatever the decision I think was made, whether they gave a penalty or not. Because again, that comes from a place of understanding that by the book, you can make a very good argument for a penalty. But I know that <clears> the competitions <throat> in general and the idea of what does football expect is going to probably point you towards he got the ball, therefore no penalty. In a final, especially not. Um, but I do have a problem with some of the circumstances surrounding it. And quite frankly, I... I did hear some frustration at the time of that. I also think that Elton Garcia overall in that next 10 minutes was very rattled by this. Um, and that had an impact in some of the moments we saw afterwards. The yellow card to Avila, I don't have a problem with. Harvey, I mean, Harvey was being Harvey at that point. Should he be also being set off for a headbutt? I haven't seen a conclusive angle that he did actually make contact with the guy. So I can't tell you. Um, I'm not going to pretend he did or didn't because I don't know. Um, if he did, then yes, he should have walked. Um, that's also though a hard sell when you're also reversing a penalty at the exact same time. Um, he picks up the yellow for that. And again, being Carlos Harvey, yeah, to be fair to people who are saying they were surprised he finished the game. I'm not going to argue against that as well. 
Uh, the Alejandro Fermayor yellow card was an odd one because, again, it came from a point whereby Alton Garcia doesn't give a free kick. Um, to me, it was clear simulation. Alejandro Fermayor reacts to that. And uh, you you get to that point then where... I, uh, you can't then go and give the attacking free kick in that moment. That's a moment for the referee to, I think, use a bit of common sense. Even if you want to give the yellow card for the reaction afterwards, you also have to give the yellow card to simulation. You have to give a free kick coming out. It's going to be a messy one. And I mean, Goldie Man Pat's not wrong, right? The problem with giving the red card in that moment is that you're going to completely lose the game, especially when you reverse the penalty call. And I think that's that's a part of why you didn't get it. The other part will possibly be, again, that no official got a very good look at it to see whether it actually happened or not. Um, and, and in a moment like that, where it was utter, utter, utter chaos, it's not a shock to me that no one got a good look on that one. Especially when, again, you've got the AR on that side and the referee need to speak about the penalty decision. They're both a little bit distracted there. Yes. Um, yeah, no, there was a lot going on again to kind of go off what we were saying in the moment. And I mean, listen, hearing, hearing from you, it's very much like this could have got, this couldn't have gotten a lot, a lot worse, right? Said the ref kind of lot, you know, a bit, bit. Uh, it's a loss of handle on the game. I think it's one of those things where, yeah, by, again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw out the idea that he completely messed up this no, game because. For sure. I, I don't, I, think, I don't think the result in that sense depended on him because, again, I think it's defensible to have not given the penalty, even if I don't oh, yeah. necessarily like the way that it was handled in the, the way it was handled around that. Um, it's defensible just on what people, I think, expect to be given in those moments. But yep. I, I just, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, think it's it the other side, I think it's the other side of the corner in another universe where this match, it descends into even more chaos. And while you don't want to do that in the final... It could have been something where this, it felt for a moment that this could have been someone's getting sent off. Jake, Ty Guy Anderson was claiming this match will not end at 22 people. And, you know, it's like, it really felt that way. It felt that way for a while. It didn't end up going that way. We also, before we go on, we must make sure that we acknowledge Aaron in the chat. Good, sir. A $50 super chat. Thank you. Bless you. Good, sir. On behalf of defunct Firebird Soccer and Rising as One podcast, kudos to Max and Owen for taking up the cause and kicking ass all season long. Thanks also to Saul and PHNX for believing in our fan base and supporting local soccer. Owen, cheers. We'll drink to that. Aaron, I'll cheers, drink to that, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate the heck out of you, Aaron. We appreciate the heck out of you. This entire PHX Rising community family appreciates the heck out of you and everyone in here. You guys are seriously, uh, you know, make us do what we do. But enough of the mostly stuff. I'll, I'll address one thing here from Goalie Man Pat actually quickly in the chat. Is one comment there about I don't know, how, I don't get how they don't use the announcer ref of the year for the final. I tell you what, I don't necessarily want to see the ref of the year in the final, and I'll tell you why. I don't want to see the ref of the year in the final because the ref of the year normally is someone who's got the majority of their games in USL. We've seen him in the last two years prior to this. They've actually gone for someone who is more based in MLS. To me, that's the way they should be going. When you get a lower division final, the usual uh, idea of what you do with that, you take someone from the next level up. I remember going to the final in 2021 and everybody who was on field had a white badge. They were on the FIFA list, okay? PRO sent their be- some of their best down to handle that final, as you do. You look at the championship playoff final in, in the Football League, 
What do they do in that? They get Premier League referees. Often they're FIFA list referees. Do I, I know the stakes are higher in that, right? I, we all get that because there's so many financial implications to that game which just don't exist for yep. USL. But it's still a critical thing. You, you send your best down the level when you need to. Yep. Yep, 100%. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a bit of a chaos from a, you know, those next moments, refereeing standpoint. Um, you know, we do see a sub made for Phoenix Rising. Uh, Manjoma off. Uzo on, thinking like, hey, getting some more speed. Again, that's uh, a bit of a shifting. Manjoma going over to the right side. Um, goodness gracious, excuse me. Um, on that one, once Zambrano comes on. And then we're kind of thinking, where is this goal going to come from? I mean, honestly, as we kind of take down, for me, really kind of hit the 85th minute or so. Like, surely this team has something. And I think we saw a bit more pushing forward, but it really just kind of hit a point where there was, you know, there wasn't a ton, ton of like clear cut chances. There were some bits of threatening play, but not, but everything really just didn't have that final, you know, touch really that clinicalness in the final third. And we really thought, I mean, right. That unfortunately it's a brutal way to go. We were kind of really upset about the overturning of the penalty and how it went down. But we thought, honestly, it kind of seemed like that way it was going to end. Enter John Stenberg. Damon, produce name roll clip, please. Sorry that you, um, you wanted the equalizer here? Oh, yes, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What a, what a, what a just way to step oh. up in the moment. What a oh, way to step man. up in the I mean, moment. That was the man was absolutely it. the ball goes in towering header that one only has an xg of about 0.15 right okay it's not considered a high 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 chance and what does he do he gets up there john stenberg flu game confirmed my man was out sick all week he did not touch a ball in training all week per brandon mccarthy one of the team's co-owners he did not eat food until the day before that's how sick he was and what does he do he comes out he puts 90 minutes in and at the very end of it he gets his head up there and he smacks that ball in the back of the net to keep rising alive that man didn't have any food but he ate nerves he ate crunch time he ate the stress he ate it all for dinner and he ready to send this game into extra time Let's after go. the game after the game i heard him obviously john stenberg arrived late in this season i heard him running up to team president bobby dooley just saying like better late than never Something of that variety which has got some laughs because that, yeah, that phrase like that. Of, of a conversation it was along those lines <clears throat> yes. The yes, guy came definitely. at the end of the season, and what a change he made. Yep. Big, uh, seeing Sly in the chat, big, meaty forehead. Devonall, bro, is Michael Jordan. Sai Lee, that's proper rising there. Absolutely. You know what else is proper rising? Friends at Circle K. Friends at Circle K. Again, I said it. As we were about to get into the extra, extra time in real time during the match, just like we're about to on this podcast. Yeah, you know, again, I, I said I tweeted it. We said it in the postgame show, there was an omen. There was a beacon of hope that came from above, but it wasn't from above. It was quite literally right next to us. It was a nice advertising field board. Circle K, proud partner of Phoenix Rising. It showed before us, and we knew it was going to be A-OK. And you know what? They're not just proud partner of Phoenix Rising. They're proud partner of PHNX, PHNX Rising. You already know, baby. Check out Circle K. Download the app. 
Punching we all know because we saw we saw Max get so excited every time he saw a Circle K in Charleston. There were loads of them. They were everywhere. Yeah. And every time he saw that Circle K car wash, Max has never been so excited. Genuinely, I'm just trying to compare the levels from our first night out in Charleston when Max was, he saw that like, a car wash there with Circle K on the side of it compared to what he was like when Rising actually lifted the cup. And I think he may have been more excited for the Circle K. Okay, stop. Let's not get carried away. It was, if anything, it was equal. <laughs> if anything, no, it was uh, equal. Okay, Max. Yeah. No, check out, check out, um, check out the Inner Circle program. All you need is phone number, opt in for free. You get free Polar Pops, free discounts on your first five Phillips, free snacks. All that stuff, you guys already know. Super easy to do. It literally all takes a phone number. Check out Circle K Inner Circle Program today, baby. Also, want to shout out friends at Four Peaks. Four Peaks. Goodness gracious, you know I uh, really could use a. You know when we had a rumor has it there were copious beers drink uh, during uh, during this uh, whole trip, and uh, you know definitely definitely made me you know longing. For more Four Peaks, right? Because I can always love, I love beer. Well, well I Max, Max I think we need to set an off-season goal right now. We need yes. to set an off-season goal right now. We need to get someone to come in. We need to get someone to bring the cup in. And we're going to drink Four Peaks out of the cup. That's an off-season go. goal right now. Can we make that happen? Everyone, everyone looking can see me right now. For those of you who are watching on, uh, listening on audio, I need you to go back. I need you to watch on YouTube. This is very important. Ready? Here we go. They're about to twist Max's arm. He's oh, man. Arm. Okay. Fine. We're going to have to see if it. we can make that happen. I think we, yeah, I think I'd be quite okay with that. I'll be drinking some delicious Four Peaks. Out of it, I'm personally going to be going with a nice Wowie, maybe a kilt. Actually, maybe for the occasion, maybe a kilt. Uh, a peach ale is also nectar of the gods, as I have quoted. Uh, I know Owen likes the Wows, but hey, check out Four Peaks, all the great things they have to offer at Four Peaks Pub and at Four Peaks Brew on instagram keep up with the latest and greatest going on with what they got you must be 200 years or years or older to drink four peaks must enjoy responsibly something we were not enjoying responsibly uh because we were stressed um goodness gracious um first off before we get extra time i do also want to make sure really quick got our shirt by the way owen is doing a much better job than i am he's wearing phnx merch all of mine is uh is dirty uh, oh, most of mine is dirty as well i'm going with what i've got right now respect respect check out our phx merge and more importantly uh dare i say check out our new freaking championship tea baby it's freaking amazing my goodness i literally have already had people hit me up saying they've gotten theirs they're going to get theirs it's the holiday time it's literally the perfect you better time get in get quickly because i know some of the sizes we have only got a limited there were. Stock left you i can tell you already here. Already, some of the sizes, right? I looked this morning. Yeah. Some of our sizes, we yeah. are down to single digits remaining. If you want to get your hands on the shirt, you better do so quickly. Head on over to the PHNX locker. That bad boy is absolutely beautiful. I mean, get get that, guys. Literally, it's that's iconic. That's literally iconic. Rise to the top, champions. It's literally a freaking phoenix on fire. It's beautiful absolutely gorgeous check it out those shirts they feel good they fit good check it out now boom let's freaking go all right now we talked about the first 90 minutes let's get into extra time right um we're kind of seeing right the the one thing that happened that i guess now knowing how he was feeling it kind of makes sense but the one that kind of caught us off guard is oh my gosh john stenberg he sends us to extra time and he subbed off well, again, because he's been sick all week. He's been sick all week, right? 
Right. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's it's in re- it's a, the retrospect fact of okay, the man scores, then he subbed off. It was kind of just like whoa, this is kind of kind of wild here. But uh, yeah. not least Hello. because to sure. be fair, John Stenberg, we can talk about his scoring, but he's been huge. He's been huge defensively yeah, in terms of what he has done to this backline over the past few weeks, the past couple of months massive. since he arrived. To be perfectly honest, absolutely massive yes uh by the way nice little shirt there right uh, oh sorry mirroring me below me here we go but uh yes anyway so he's off we're going into extra time with him and comes on uh Crutzen. still 11 v 11 everything like that but we were kind of looking and this match i mean right there's a couple there's a couple yellows even one ends up getting uh, a yellow card for descent as we kind of get into the final stretch of this extra time but like oh and let me know if there's anything you would like to really touch through because for extra time for me there was a couple like chances of like half chances here and there, but for me, this match really kind of seemed like once Rising set the table, it was either they were going to find the winner because they had all the momentum, or this thing was going to penalties. And as we kind of got into the second half of extra time, I think this had PKs written all over it at that point. People were gassed. Yeah, I mean, look, if anyone was going to win it, I think it was going to be Rising. Charleston, I think, yeah. was a little bit kneecapped by what what is constantly the issue in terms of teams like to make defensive subs in those moments i understand that it's completely rational to say you've got to play as though you're going to win it in 90. you've got to make the moves that you think will win it in 90 for you but the problem you have then is that you get to the end of that game and now you're struggling they've equalized you're going into the you're going into extra time and you don't have arturo rodriguez right you don't have fidel barajas available you don't have arturo rodriguez available arturo rodriguez is the only guy i think besides for fidel barajas who's gonna give you a spark a real spark in those moments that one little moment of magic and they subbed him off who who was gonna be that guy yeah they had good guys there they had a lot of good system players. They had a lot of good players who are able to create attacks when everything is working overall. And Augie Williams had a chance. And I mean, Augie Williams is Augie Williams. We know what he's capable of. We've seen it for many years when he was playing out in the West. Um, yeah. And it possibly was the best chance in extra time, to be fair. But overall, besides that one chance, I, I just don't think they had enough. I don't think they had enough. No, I don't think they have enough. Um, Rocco, Rocco Riot again, that that the chance fair with Williams. I mean, he had a bit to do. Also, we did forget to shout actually, out, by the way. Actually, yeah. just, to, just to hop in here, in terms of XG, that one Augie yes. Williams chance was the best chance of the entire game. Um, but the next best chance in extra time was, was Uzo. Yes. Yeah, and um, I, I did want to, I was going to say, because Rocco, he had a, a little bit to do in extra time, but really, we did forget to mention this. Um, right before, a couple of minutes before John Stengberg's goal, goal, or excuse me, was it after? It all literally blur, blurs together. But Rocco had a full stretch save that if that go, oh no, it was right before the goal. It was right before uh, John Stenberg's equalized. He had a full stretch save. If that goes in, it's 2-0 at that point, and that was like the 83rd minute. Game's, match is done. Match is done. I don't think Rising is in any way clawing back two goals at the dev. We've seen crazier things, especially from them, but they have not faced a two-goal deficit. So again, his balance could not be overstated in what he did in the in the just what he brought to that team really throughout the match because we were thinking, right? Like, okay, Rocco had not been completely battle-tested within penalties, certainly not within the playoffs, not really throughout the season. So you're not going in to penalties after he had a heck of a game, heck of a match, but you now this is facing a different animal. Now, we kind of see 
rising. You're always wondering who are the kick takers going to be. Definitely some guys who are taking out of the lineup who had taken penalties before, right? You think, um, you know, your Panos, you're thinking Darnell could have a crack at one. They're out of the lineup, right? They're not in there. Jose Andres Hernandez, right? Also guy, you think you take a penalty. They're not in there. They're all, they already been subbed off. So, huh. Um, up steps Emi Cuejo for the first one. And well, listen, uh, Emi Cuejo, I'm not going to say a bad word of him. The man literally brought us to this point. There's, there's nothing you can say. I will not accept any Emi Cuejo bashing within, uh, any slander, at least, um, that I will hear of it. However, um, I will say the uh, choice that what he made um, in terms of attempting that Panenka very first off was if it goes in, it's it's amazing ice in the veins and that really sets the tone. But uh, well, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad oh. Panenka right attempt, David. You, you, you and uh, Jake were right next to it. Yeah, and I'm not going to repeat the words that I said about that penalty kick at that time. Um, it was not good. Um, it was so easy to read, I think, off his boot for the goalkeeper that it was... He might as well have just walked up to him and said, I'm going to try a Panenka beforehand. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. well and that... It very much set the tone. At least he tried, yes. Yeah, at least, at least, yes, I mean, at least he tried. Uh, Sly also saying ballsy. That's it's definitely, yes, definitely ballsy indeed. Can't, can't deny that. Um, that kind of set the tone because, right, Battery, both of their penalties, pretty emphatic. You have Arthur Patterson getting first. He converted. Even Daniel Crutzen, right? Again, like, Crutzen, I, I kind of go back to, like, He's a guy, he's been there, he has that experience of just like playing in different places and like, okay. He has the experience of set pieces. To be to be clear here, he made a, right. a good number of his goals in Canada um, yes. came from set pieces. So I understand there was a comment a little bit further up about sub-defender in that moment being a, a choice. Yeah. I understand that, um, but here's the thing, well, two things really. The manager is not easily communicating with his team outside of shouting at them in the center circle. So after that first kick, that's the only way you can really communicate with them. Um, which he, he could have done, um, but he had, a, he had a thing set. And at the end of the day, if the kicks went long enough that it came to Crutzen anyway, the idea of telling him that you effectively telling him you didn't believe in him to make the kick in that moment is also going to throw him off later in the shootout. Um, I think that you have to go for, let him take that because, again, he's got the experience. He's done those. He's taken those before. He was a set-piece taker at one point, as Golly Man Pat points out. That's kind of who he is, right? It's kind of who he was, known as coming into Phoenix Rising. So you've got you've to let him attempt that one. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, listen, I did not, I did not hate the decision, but I definitely like. I think again, you even kind of see, and you can't always tell with with how players walk up. You can't always tell, like they might have a blank face, they might look confident. I'm not sure how much you can read into it, but the little bit I did kind of see, if I was trying to make a guess, I'm like looking, and it's like I'm not sure how convinced he looks. And I have no idea whether that plays in Emi Cuejo, how he did it or not. I don't know. That's definitely a tone setter. Again, I don't regret the decision, especially knowing how the match played out. But even if it didn't play out that way, I have no problem with Krutzen 
taking that, right? But then you see Augie Williams, you know, he Cruson misses, Augie Williams, he converts his. Rising is down 0-2, 0-2. And looking at Fitbit photos, chat, no lies, there were zero people who thought we were going through when we went down 0-2. Um, it was done. You know we were all convinced. It was done. You know what? Before, before yeah. Williams smacked that into the back of the net, I turned around to, uh, again, Jake Tyman Anderson, who was standing next to me, and said, "Yeah, nah, if, if he scores this, they're done. It's over. And as soon as it hit the back of the net, I kind of just thought, done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going, seeing Golden Man Pad going back to Quasio. Quasio knows Rising MO is to come from behind, so he threw the first PK to stay on story. That's fair. But again, going back to that point, I would be absolutely hard pressed to find really anyone who it's like, do you, do, you're, you're looking at, listen, this, I think that the, just the frustrating part is this team come back and come back and come back all throughout the playoffs. They even came back in this match. And I was literally thinking to myself, like, this is how we're going to go down? We're going to go down just not even converting a penalty, just getting swept in penalties. I think that was a fashion. fear. That, that was a fear, especially because Renzo Zambrano yeah. doesn't have a good track record with penalties. Um, yeah. And yet yeah. he, you know, just to move us on in the narrative a bit here, steps up for Rising's third and puts in probably the best penalty of any player on either team throughout the entire shootout. The guy rifled it. Absolute, just the, the absolute missile off his boot. The power, the placement, no one's touching that. No one's touching that. Yeah, no one no one touching it. I mean, before that, Walter uh, Deagle was saying Walter Station was in full funeral mode. Renzo Brano takes that. He converts. But now it's like, okay, we now need Rocco to, we need Rocco to step up. Now, we didn't have to in this land. Leland no, because he puts it wide. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. We we said that that Emmy Quajo's PK was not good, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't. I'm going to say this: you cannot score if it's not on target. And that shot from uh, from Leland Archer was a uh, Max. Are you a coach, was... mate? You a yeah, coach? Hey, listen, With that kind of right insight, it. you know, I think you should be. You know, rumor has it may, maybe maybe Angel needs a uh, an assistant coach there. You should go help him with penalties. Never, Especially now they don't have the life. penalty merchant Harry Kane. Just gonna throw that out there, no Mr. PK in my life. But uh hey, anyway, yeah. So Leland Archer misses. So now we're thinking, okay, still need someone to step up. In comes Arison Gallardo. And listen, that man, he had not put the ball in the back of the net, maybe outside of like warm-ups or training in a while. And I th- that was the one where I was I was nervous for Renzo. I don't know why. I was way more nervous for Erickson. Way more nervous. The man converts, calm, cool, collected, and we're thinking, okay. Well, he sends the keeper the wrong go. way. It wasn't an amazing penalty, but he sent the keeper the wrong way, and that's all that matters. It ends up in the back of the net. He does, absolutely. We then go on, uh, Chris Allen, he has his I will say this, Rocco, here's Goldie Man Pat, and it is partly on this penalty, so this is a good one to really bring it up on there. Goldie Man Pat, the comment is currently on your screen. How about Rocco smiling like a crazy yeah. man those last two pens? Look, if you are a goalkeeper in those moments, you do what you can to throw the attacker off. Why? Because none of the pressure's on you. No one looks at the end of a penalty shoot and goes, no. keeper wasn't good enough. Keeper should have done more. No one looks at that. Everyone says, everyone blames it on the taker. If you lose a penalty shootout, it's the takers that lost you that. No one oh, blames it on the goalkeeper because the goalkeeper's not expected to make a save. Yeah. So you do everything yep. you can. Stare at him, do the weird smile, all of that kind of stuff. Get in their head and oh, yeah. get yourself a savable penalty, which is what he did. Yep, absolutely. That's debatable at the second as I was dead inside. I love this. Love the uh, nice star above the crest there. Nice update. But hey, after 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 Rocco's save, we're somehow, some way, it's level. It we're, we're we're back to this again. And then 
Manuel Arteaga steps up, converts, and suddenly, I don't know how the heck we got here, but well, Ma- Manu, rising. I'll say this: Manu got a bit of luck on that one, to be fair, because Trey Muse did get a glove to it, but not enough. Hey, man, but, but hey, we just, Arte, again. This is also one of the story threads of Arteaga. Man finishes top what top five, fifth within the Golden Boot race. Um, just been an absolute stalwart, even when he had his bad stretches of everything like that. Man doesn't start a single game in playoffs. Comes on, the man stepped up. He did it, even with it getting partially blocked. It wasn't enough. And again, somehow, some way, he puts his team ahead in the sudden death position. And this was Rising's technically their first lead of the match. Somehow, we got to this point. And then Rocco Rios Novo, like the absolute bona fide stud that he is, man does it again. Man does it again. And Rising pushes it onto the post, pushes it on, gets just enough with the outstretched arm to force it onto the post, and then just stands there waiting for his teammates to go on in. Yeah, he's got the little mustache on there. You know, he's having a great time as his teammates mob him. Your USL Championship final MVP, Rocco Rios Novo. Speaking Let's of which, there was, look, there was no media vote for this one that I'm aware of, unlike in previous years, probably because there was no real coherent plan for where to put media and how to do any of that. But I'd have voted for Rocco in that moment anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I mean, you would have as you... well, Max. Again, the guy made again, man, how... like he. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, what, a match like saves? this where again, you could. You're just, Seven just saves. A stud. Just studs, seven studs, one that massive save again that we're referencing where it could have been 2 0. He saves it there, two penalty saves. The man is just clutch. And everyone, and like, here's the thing, too everyone all season, especially on the first signing, is like, okay, his footwork's great, okay, he's agile. This man, he doesn't look like other goalkeepers. He had been maligned, even with good performances. People always went back that whenever he had a poor match or whenever he let in some goals, Every single time the comment was, oh, well, this man's not big enough, or oh, he's not like your typical prototypical keeper. Doesn't matter. This man said, who the heck with your height? The heck with what the prototypical keeper looks like? It doesn't matter. Man's a stud. He was the man of the match for absolute reason. Rising, they are USL 2023 champions. Let's go. They are, they are, they are. What a, what a performance. I mean, you said it right. You said it perfectly there. The way he kept him in game. Now, rumor has it now, uh, several sources suggesting actually that Rocco may have his contract expiring in the near future in Argentina. Mm. I'm leaving that as it is. Um, but okay. overall, what a, what a performance! What a performance from Phoenix Rising to ultimately pull it out. Um, I think just, uh, I mean, I know there was uh, got him on Pat this thing about Artiaga can eat to Muse after as well. I, you know. That one picture I posted of uh, Rocco making the save, I think the, the, my favorite part of that picture was seeing in the background Trey Muse just standing, nothing he can do. Sorry, Trey. Good night. Dave Muse, I'm sure, had a lovely night. Yeah, Dave Muse got tagged a few times on Twitter by Phoenix Rising fans. And you know what I have to say on that one? That's why you've got to be careful. If you are a parent of a football player and you want to go out there on uh, social media and start posting things about how... You know, you're going to get into fights in parking lots with people. Then uh, it's your own fault, mate. It's your own fault. You're bringing all of that on yourself. Um, yeah. Style like a Reese clip that. Thank you. Um, right. Well, yeah. uh, a couple of things. You actually, got, you got a nice little insight from Mr. Winning Coach, head, head Coach 
Juan Guerra, didn't Indeed, he? indeed. I asked him where this one ranks in terms of achievements in his career in football. Here's what he had to say. Number one, by far. Seeing, seeing players cry after the game, seeing the staff crying after the game, being able to hug my wife and the kids after the game is unbelievable. My, my brother's here. My parents flew, flew from Europe 24 hours ago. Oh, and it's, it's incredible, but not, not just for me. It's, it's for that. It's, it's being able to give back to, to thousands. It's, it's finding out that all the sport teams in Phoenix were supporting us today. It's, it's finding out that the City Hall is, is light up in red tonight in Phoenix. It's, it's that, man. It's, it's, that's massive. And that, that means a lot to me. There we go. Drink it in, baby. Drink it Meanwhile, in. meanwhile, let's have some fun, oh, shall we? Oh, gosh. <laughs> let's have some social media fun, shall we? Let's see what some of the players are tweeting after the final whistle. Now, this one, I, it sets the scene for us, right? Panos. Uh, Max, do you want to read this one? McGregor. You want to read this one, Max? Yeah, he's doing his best Conor McGregor. Yeah, doing his best Conor McGregor impression. I said we'd win if. I'm going to say, I'm just going to quote it verbatim. This is journalistic integrity. I said we win a fucking all, and I want to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Thank you, Panos, for that one. You know, now I'm also going to sh- toss it over to Alejandro Fuermayor, keeping some of those receipts, right? Uh, he, he's here quoting an Oakland fan, talking to Darius Formella, Darek, of course, uh, as he's known. Um, your new coaching staff get whatever they want in USL and still manage a 28%. 28% winning record. Why, bro? Ale Fuenmoyo quote tweeting it with a, he chose correctly. And, uh, you know, we're going to go back to the chief talker of shit on this team. Oh, boy. Um, oh boy. Mr. Panos Amanakis, who was itching, absolutely itching to tweet this one. Um, he was actually going to tweet at a certain specific player instead on San Antonio initially. But he ended up settling with just the team. Mentality monsters, question mark. But tagging San Antonio FC. To be fair, to be fair, and if Harry, Harry, if you're still in the chat, nah, 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 nah. This nonsense about the mentality monsters. What's the mentality? The mentality of going out in the second round? The mentality of limping across the line for how long? The mentality of going up to Sacramento and looking like you just give up in the second half? Nah. Mentality is going on the road for four straight games. You know what? I'm going to say this anyway. Mentality Monsters is the most pathetic thing to call yourselves as a team. You can't give yourselves that title. You know what that sounds like? Cockiness, just utter delusion, caught up in your own self-image. No, no. If you call yourselves that, it's funny because you're probably not. If you were actually mentality monsters, you wouldn't have to call yourselves that. Oh my gosh. Sound like a risk with that, please. Um, man, yeah. Tag I mean, San Antonio I'm FC, seeing, yeah, yeah. I, I'm seeing Bandito's Blue, yeah, Bandito's Blue, panel shouted out a thank you loud in it during the post-game celebrations. My <laughs> Listen, these players kept their receipts and they showed them. And you know, it's one of those things like, listen, man, you're able to win? You do that, man. You you were able to do that. You people talk their smack and you back it up 
And then look at that. Everyone down this team. Everyone wrote them off. There was every single thing in, in the books. We were literally talking about the discussion run of right on a fan from San Antonio saying how Rising spins three times the average. Like we like everyone saw worst coaching USL, man. right, Max? Worst coaching the worst, USL. The one <laughs> entertainment <laughs> out there. That's literally that's that's never that's never gonna get old. Yeah, Uri's never. Like being an energy vampire right now. The Juan Guerra experiment has failed. Oh, Oh, oh my gosh, man. You know, that's what you're able to do. You're able to talk that talk. Everyone who was talking that smack might have been a little high. May have been high on OGs, brands, bam, baby. You know, it's in Arizona. So, you know, it's local owned, scratched owned to Arizona. So maybe they, you know, didn't because maybe they're in other states. They're not getting, you know, OGs there because it's an Arizona thing, baby. It's Arizona's own. You get your Indicas, the Sativos, the Fruits, the Creams. You already know. It's going to help you out. And, you know, again, champions, not just champions only, but, you know, I'm going to bring it up because it's a championship podcast. We cover champions, all that stuff. I'm giving you guys a championship worthy deal. I want you guys to head over to zenleafdispensaries.com. Grab a nice bag of OGs. Use promo code PHNX for 25% off. Again, at zenleafdispensaries.com. Get a bag of the Indicas, the Stevos, the Fruits, the Creams, whatever. You can mix and match it, all of that stuff. Rumor has it. Also, OGs coming out dare I say, with some new flavors and new gummies. Let's freaking go. Again, one more time, promo code PHNX, zenleapdispensaries.com. You get 25% off your order. Let's go. Helps us out. Really appreciate you guys. Shout out OGs. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Okay. All right. So we talked about this match at a whole y'all are rocking with us we're pushing over an hour it's been that type of show we're reveling in all the success that the team had we're having a good time talked about all the crap talking on twitter and everything like that and you know what so much of this fun match and everything like that happened the last couple days i'll can i can i address one comment from Gurney man pat in vague terms in vague terms of course i can't tell you that there's a guarantee on anything but I can't guarantee you that there's not. Oh man, I like how you I like how you give a little smile for that. That's good stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. You have to for those listening on audio. You have to get the context. Look at it, Owen's Owen's mug at about this uh, hour plus mark. But uh, hey, yeah, all thing, all good things. It's not going to come to the end. We're going to move it forward. We, we got some stuff coming up, and dare I say. The team has some stuff coming up. Uh, they're partying on Thursday. I mean, we're partying now, yeah. but they're partying on Thursday. You want to fill the people in on the announcement from the team? Yeah, the team are hosting an event down at Cityscape. They're here in downtown Phoenix, just a stone's throw away, actually, from our studio. Um, at six, well, six is the time they put out. The festivities themselves will start at 6.30 here in downtown Phoenix on Thursday. So we've got no show on Thursday. We are going to be down there. We're going to be getting some content. You know, I mean, Max, unfortunately, you're away, aren't you, Max? You, you are... Yeah disappeared you have disappeared a lot of people wanted to check out your new tattoo max and you're not going to be there i'm not i i'm if we're if we're in the process of right you uh you know you kind of give a a vague uh you know type of thing about panos i'll say this this i'm not going to say that this did happen but i'm also not going to say it didn't happen that uh you know someone from the phoenix rising front office uh may have called and said hey uh you know i hear you know this whole tattoo thing here you're getting uh you know, possibly if there was a whole public uh, display of it on Thursday, if that were to happen. Um, again, did not say that happened. 
But uh, yeah, sorry guys. It could have happened. Tells you all you need to know. They did. They did. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Max, and I said I'm so sorry. You could have. You could have, Max. You could have been a hero to these people, and instead you're away somewhere else. It's all right. We see what your priorities are, Max. We see what your priorities are. You want me to fly out just for this? You want me to fly out just for this? Yes, yes, we do. Okay, yes, no, we I do want that. you to fly out for this, mate. That's why I'm not booking a flight out there. So you're freaking crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, but anyway, going on. Want me to double check if I've got the the points to get you across, mate? Anyway, uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, moving on again. No show on Thursday, so make sure to um. Join Owen, getting some content out there, having a good time. Um, all Come say hi. Country. If you're not going to be able to be there, hop on our socials. We'll have good stuff through the night. Make you feel like yep. you're there. Um, Can yeah. I just say, there's no way Max doesn't have enough points himself with the amount of vacations he takes. Oh, yeah. Fly right. himself. Oh, here we go. Here we go. No, we're, no, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting suckered in. Damon behind Max, the Max, you should come back. That, that poop-eating grin he has. Um... Yeah, he's probably laughing, yucking it up. Uh, anyway, no. Um, so again, follow PHNX underscore underscore for content and all that stuff. Another piece of fun little stuff that we have for you guys is, right, there's no show on Thursday. Join us again. It's a week from today, our usual Tuesday at 6 p.m. show. Um, a, I will be back in studio. There you go. Boo. You're just booing that I wasn't in studio. Anyway, you make up your mind. I can't win with this guy. Um, anyway, I will be back in studio. And Tuesday at 6 p.m. again, a week from today, we are going to be doing team awards. The PHNX Rising 2023 version team awards. It's going to be all different categories. Player of the year, moment of the year. All different types of. We, like, we are, dude, we're going to work do? on those categories by ourselves oh, probably over yeah. the next 24 hours or so, and then we'll put it out yes. to the public. Yeah. Crap Talker of the Year, all these different types of things. Um, what we're also going to do, yeah, to Owen's point, we're going to put this out on Twitter because while we are both, while each of us are going to have our own um, type of like votes and everything for it, we're also definitely going to do a fan vote. Make sure to include everyone on Twitter. Dior, think, I'm of thinking. Course. I'm thinking a. Uh, I'm thinking a. Ooh, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll do a split between a media diehard and fan vote. Yeah, I love that. I love how. We, I love how we do these things on the fly. We literally did this on the fly for the whole. Uh, what's it called the the Women's World Cup thing. The Women's World Cup thing. Yeah. Um, and we will yeah. also. I'm going to say over the next couple of days, I'm going to make Max record the video uh, revealing the results of the fantasy football. Ooh, yes, I like that. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. But yes, we'll do that. Um, we're going to do awards Tuesday. Tuesday is going to be a great pod. And then, of course, right, um, that Thursday is Thanksgiving, so we won't be doing a pod that. So, hey, it's this show. It's the one next Tuesday. And then those, those are the two shows uh, for these next couple weeks. We'll be back at it the week after Thanksgiving. But, hey, all I'm saying is this. Drink it in, baby. Drink it in like we're drinking this champagne. Yeah, Max, mm -hmm. have, you, have you got any left? Everything. You, ugh, I was about to do something and you just knocked back your last bit. That's disappointing. You could have told me. Actually, Bloody. something quite poignant, but okay. Yeah. As we now run out of time, but you know, I okay, Max. Dude, okay. Yo, I got, I got, I got water. I'm not cheersing with that, but uh, I got a If you not got anything with alcohol in it. One, One second. second, okay. Stall. I'll stall, stall. while stall. I'll stall while he stall. go. I'll stall, okay? 
But uh, Max is off now to do whatever he's doing. Of course, in his absence, we this will... This is an interesting topic. Can we get gold on the jersey next year? Can we get fantastic. what? Go some gold. Mm. Show me some gold. Ooh, I I I'd imagine no, because unfortunately, the timelines to these things are normally way out. Um, but I, I think we'll see a little star above the crest. Yeah, and of course, and this is the key thing here. When you win the league, the sleeve patches for the next year for the league badge have the trophy behind the league logo. Just to let you know that so, we're better than you. Yeah, yeah. It's there to remind you. It's there to remind you. But Max, you've acquired something now. Yeah, no free ads, but I have, whi I have whiskey. Boom. He, he oh, that's fine. There you go. Nice and generic. Okay. So what we're going to do, we kind of hinted at this, I think, on the weekend, but we should do this now. Um... Regardless, yes, is the longest writing show ever. Go, Jacob, Shut don't up, have Jacob. other things to do. Go pay yeah. attention to your small child, please. Yeah, go tend to Instead my god. Go tend to my godchild, Jacob. Okay, Thank you. we actually it. have a pretty big audience compared to our normal, so I'm not going to complain, especially for a midweek show. Um, but you know what, Max? Let's let's raise the glass a minute. So we kind of hinted at this on the weekend, but obviously, right? Rising have had an amazing season gone beyond anything that I think any of us expected from the very beginning. And to be frank, at many stages in between. And uh, obviously, as we look at now the the last year, all the memories that we've gotten from this, obviously there are people missing from those memories. And Brian, of course, is one of the ones that sticks out, but there are going to be others as well. So I think it's a good time now. We all raise our glasses and everyone at home joining along with us. This one's for those who... Uh, looking down on this one from up to us, okay? You will be smiling at the results. This is to them. Beautiful. Well said, buddy. Here we go. <sighs> yep. Phoenix Rising USL Champions! <laughs> Let's go! Oh my gosh. Um, always so much fun. I appreciate everyone joining us here on a Tuesday. After uh, after rising win the whole gosh darn thing, there we go. Thank you everyone for joining us on the PHNX Rising podcast. Of course, you guys know where to follow us at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore, double the transfer rumors as we start running into the off season. Speaking of which, they're, oh. already, they're already starting to appear in my phone. So we're gonna That's have gonna fun over these next baby. few months. Buddy, that's going to be the gravy train that fuels our off-season content. This is Let's... a championship podcast, and we're going to have fun over the off-season. Actually, we need to put a star above our crest, too. We're gonna have we to we have need to speak to people about that. We need to get that done. There's got to be a star incorporated. There we go. Anyway, yes. yes Quick question. Does, uh, does, does uh, DNVR Rapids, do they have a star above there? Oh, no. They did, it. they did win it at some point, though, didn't they? Yeah. I think they did years back. Yeah, we'll have a star. And it's too late to do it now, otherwise it just looks cheesy. Just kidding. We love you guys. You're good people over there. Um, but Owen will still troll them because that's what he does. Um anyway, follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at OJ Evans18. You can follow uh like a Reese at Reese eleven underscore. He's a good lad. Don't give him too much of our time. And we can forge follow Producer Damon at Damon Dog with a D A double G. Yeah, yep. Uh, again, 
one reminder, no show on Thursday. Go out, celebrate with the team, Cityscape. Um, yeah, in the evening, uh, that's 6 o'clock time. And then, of course, uh, we'll be back Tuesday, 6, our normal show, end of season awards, fun time, everything like that. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you guys. You power what we do. It is a beautiful game, but it's so much more beautiful when Phoenix Rising are still the 2023 whistle champions. Let's go.